Welcome to the Double J Podcast presented by Lake Central Media once again. Jack and Giovanni back, and what a week it was. I mean, this was one of the most entertaining weeks in sports probably so far on our podcast, Giovanni. And of course, our annual start to the show, our weekend's top takeaways. Giovanni, take it away. Well, I know Jack has been anxiously waiting to say I'm gonna, I'm going to wait because I don't know how long I can say it, No, I, but I'm going to let you go. I'll let well, you go. What I was about to say was that I feel bad making Jack wait longer, so I'm just going to make this short and sweet. Kirk Cousins is 4-24 and 24 against teams with a ring record, but the Vikings paid him $84 million guaranteed. That, to me, is so ridiculous. Listen, I've defended Kirk Cousins a lot this year. I really have. I can't defend the man anymore. Last night, he scored seven points against the Seattle Seahawks, and that was all in garbage time. And you know what? I'm even more bare because he threw to Dalvin Cook to get that touchdown. And Dalvin Cook was my opponent's player. All Kirk Cousins had to do was throw a touchdown for me. That wasn't a Dalvin Cook, and I will have won my fantasy game. But that, that's beyond the point. Kirk Cousins, they absolutely overpaid for him. I know Jack is anxiously waiting, so I'm going to let him have the floor. Jack, take it away for us. All I got to say is... Bears. Uh, I, I, that's all I got to say. I mean, this Sunday night was one of the greatest moments as a Bears fan, I got to say. It was, it was the biggest game we've won, and I don't know how many years we've had the chance to win a big game like this, and we actually prevailed. I just got to say, what a game. Um, I feel like that was the best win in the NFL this year. The Bears' defense was, I mean, the offense was pretty bad. Don't get me wrong. Trubisky had his worst game in a career in my mind, but he was coming off that shoulder injury. But this defense is something that needs to be taken notice. And the thing is, everyone compares, oh, Cowboys beat the Saints. Now they're going to go to the Super Bowl. How about the Bears? Um, just held the best offensive team to not even one touchdown. Six points and held uh, not any more MVP candidate, Todd Gurley. Not even a touchdown. I don't even think he had over 50 total yards in general. I mean, I just got to say it was one of the greatest moments for a Bears fan this past week for me. I just want to say, Todd Gurley, if, if anyone actually thought that he was not the anymore. MVP, no. And we're actually going to go right to that. The Bears and Rams... One of the hype games, I should say, beginning of the year looked like a beating, looked like a 30-point beating. Then time started ticking, and time started ticking. And Giovanni, I want to go, go back to memory lane. Um, a couple weeks ago, Bears and Vikings, Sunday Night Football. Right here in this, you said, Vikings are going to win. I said, no, Bears will win because of the home crowd. Let's go back to last week. Who's going to win? You said the Rams, and I said no. And I said, why? Because the home crowd advantage is too good for the Bears you're not going to go to Windy City and beat the Bears especially in the winter you're not going in the especially in the winter you're not going to beat the Bears at Soldier Field that's all I got to say Giovanni this was an absolute statement win for the Chicago Bears listen I've doubted them a lot this year but they have proven me wrong at every turn however there were some things in this game I was not impressed with when it came to the Chicago Bears. As you said, Mitchell Trubisky looked off. I, Shoulder injury. He's coming back. I, I I understand, but he's coming back. But the offense was not impressive to me at all. This team reminds me a lot of the 2017 Jacksonville Jaguars from last year. Listen, this is my thing. I'm not saying that Mitchell Trubisky is not as good as, as Blake Bortles. Listen, Mitchell Trubisky he is, is better, better than Blake, Blake Bortles. But I'm just saying, this that Jaguars team won a lot of games with their defense. Remember that playoff game against the Bills last last year? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mitch Trubisky was off. You're right. But I got to give credit to Jordan Howard. After everyone doubts him because Tariq Cohen's been, you know, the 
had guy with all the yards and plays. Howard had 100 yards on the rushing game. That was the only thing working for the Bears on the offense besides that uh, touchdown by the offensive lineman. But, yeah, Trubisky had a bad game. He had three, three picks, the most I'm pretty sure in his career. Coming off the shoulder injury, I mean, that's a little rough. But you look at the rushing. I mean, he started the game with a run, and Jordan Howard had a big game. So, I mean, yeah, the offense needs to step up, but the defense showed that they can play. And, uh, you know, it's kind of tough to talk about this and ask this question, but are the Steelers okay after losing to the given-up Oakland Raiders in late seconds after Boswell slips on the game-tying field goal? I just have to say, if I was a Steelers fan, our good friend Matthew Florida, Lake Central <laughs> alumni, yeah, I can't imagine. Good friend of mine. <laughs> I cannot. Ima- I cannot imagine if if my team lost a game like that against the Raiders. Against the Raiders, I don't understand. Like, did Chris Boswell just forget how to football for like? That a was his second. second missed field goal too. It looked. It looked like Charlie Brown. To, to be honest, it did. You, you, you remember that? that was a, I'm that's, sure you remember that. That's probably your best comparison I've ever heard. I'll give you that one actually. I don't think the Steelers can win a playoff game outside of Heinz Field, uh, if I'm being honest. It's just tough. You have Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. I understand James Conner was out, but that Samuels guy didn't do that bad of a job. I mean, it's not like he was terrible. I, I, but it's the Raiders. I, yeah. I, on the road, yes, but it's I, the Oakland Raiders. They have absolutely given up on the season. This I, has I, been an absolute disaster year for the and Raiders. And they fire their GM. After a win. That's unbelievable. He I, basically I, made the roster that got them to the playoffs a couple years ago. I, I, I don't understand what happened. I mean, <laughs> Giovanni, this NFL is just going in a, a weird, weird direction. Place. And the Patriots, what is going on with that? The Miami Miracle. Oh I just want to say this. Gosh. If you have not seen the play yet, look it up. It's absolutely incredible. But oh, there's one thing I need to say. Man. What on earth was Rob Gronkowski doing back there on the last play of the game. And there's a video, and I'm sure Bill Belichick uh, absolutely had a field day with it. It's not it's not the TV angle. It's someone on the field. I think it's someone in the stands taking a video from behind. It shows. I don't think Gronk was expecting to make a play. And why would they have Rob Gronkowski back there? They have someone like Julian Elman. He used to play cornerback. Anyone else but Rob Gronkowski. I'm not saying that the man can't tackle, but oh my god, Why? I'll tell you. That's an absolutely shocking coaching decision by, by the Patriots, no less. If this was any other team, maybe it would be believable. But it's the New England Patriots, Jack. I'll go with – I'm going to go back against the memory lane once again. Um, I go back to that Chicago Bears and New England Patriots game. Hail Mary, down at the one. Gronk did not play that game. But the thing was, Josh Gordon was back there and actually played a key role. I don't know why you have Gronk. I guess they expected Tannehill to have his arm that's not good this year. Throw some, I don't even know what kind of pass. He would have to throw it 70 yards. So I don't know why. I feel like Josh Gordon, like what they did against the Bears, that's what they should have done. But it's not just Gronk's fault. It's the whole Patriots. I mean, you had to stop one guy and there was like six or I don't even know how many people right by him. I mean... You've got to stop Kenyon Drake right there. I mean, that's too easy. I mean, it's basically one against seven or six, like I was saying. I mean, if you can't stop him, what are you going to do? I mean, that's the second time that's happened to the Patriots. And the first time they got lucky, that was at the one-yard line. 
But, I mean, hey, I mean, <laughs> when the Patriots go out for um, some prevent defense, I'm kind of being happy about it if I'm the other team because they have a pretty bad prevent defense. But, again, it's, it's the New England Patriots. They're the best coach team in the NFL. How does that happen? Maybe it's just the Tom Brady coaching, not the defensive coaching. And the NFC got, I shouldn't say shaking up, but it's kind of coming to a, a definitive teams. I mean, we look at the NFC picture, and we've got – Two teams tied at the first spot, but the Saints have the uh, tiebreaker because they beat the Rams already. So Saints right now are to it, it would run through New Orleans if in the NFC right now, as this as the season would end. And I just have to say, I don't think there's a team in the NFC that could beat the Saints at. at, at I don't know about that. Yeah, that's hard. At um, I don't Mercedes Benz or whatever. I don't remember. It's called, I don't, the Super. I, don't I just don't see it. I don't see it either. Um, second is the Rams. I think we saw this past week that they're very beatable. We saw that if you pressure Jared Goff and get to his head, that he's going to make some mistakes, and he did. Um, Bears at three, um, it's going to be, you know, i say like a 5% chance to actually get home field advantage for more than the wild card game. I do expect them to win a division after this week. They just have to beat the Packers. Interesting. but Something they've had trouble with. I feel like it's different now. They've had trouble winning the big games, and look at this. Um, next is the Cowboys. I, we fully expect them to win that division right now. Big game this week. They've got a lot of big games in my mind. I mean, they got a good defense. Amari Cooper is trying is playing like the and old Amari thought, Cooper. And who thought he would make this much of an impact? I feel like he's going to make this much of an impact the, the whole season in my mind. I mean, you see him and then you see Elliott who got a little banged up at late in that Eagles game, but still... And then you have the two wildcard teams. The Seattle Seahawks are most likely guaranteed in. They play, I don't know the order, if I'm wrong, the 49ers, the Chiefs, and the Cardinals. So they expected to go 10-6. and six. That's a good team. And then the final spot, in my mind, is not just the Vikings anymore. You still got the Panthers who are struggling but trying to make a statement. Who knows? Maybe the Redskins can make a statement. The Packers aren't out yet. No. I, but, uh, yeah. They are out of the NFC's title, North title picture, though. But, yeah. The NFC is kind of definitive besides that last spot in my mind. Giovanni, what do you think about that NFC playoff picture? The NFC playoff picture, again, if the Saints finish with home field advantage... All they got to do is one out. All they got to do. And they have a tough game Monday night. Yes, and they still have to face the Steelers. I mean, I don't think that's that hard anymore. And I think it's at at New Orleans, I'm pretty sure, as well. (laughs) And then we go to the AFC, which is... Slacking, I guess is a word to put it. You have the Chiefs. But if we're being, okay, we'll actually say the title picture. You have the Chiefs. I'm not going in order. I don't remember it. Patriots, Texans. And the Chargers and have the basically Tra- guaranteed themselves a spot. And the Steelers, too, are in the, still in the division lead. Only a half game up from the Ravens. Yeah, that, that annoys me, man. The Chargers are 10-3. and three. They're a top-five NFL team, and they're in the wild card. And they're most likely – they might finish at the – And they might have to they play – They a big game Thursday, too. And they might have to play the um, Texans. I mean, they should beat them. And then you got that last spot. Wow. You got the Ravens. You got the Colts. You've got the Titans. You got the Dolphins. You got, I'd say the Broncos might have a chance. Um, I'm not counting out the Browns. <laughs> but, hey, AFC, the AFC last spot is definitely going to be something these last three weeks of football. And a big thing was the Indianapolis Colts being the Texans this past week. The Colts started that win streak for the Houston Texans, and they also ended it. They got a big game this weekend say, against the Cowboys. See if they can stay consistent. I mean, 
They lost against Cody Kessler. Then they come out, beat one of the best teams in AFC. That's the big thing. Can a team be consistent? I mean, at Lucas Oil against the Cowboys. Cowboys. I want to sleep on the Cowboys. They've got – it's a weird – No one should. It's a weird team. Like, they're going to do nothing and nothing, and then, boom, right there. They're going to get, like, a 50-yard touchdown pass, and it's just Earlier weird. Earlier in the year, everyone doubted them out. Or counted them out, I should say. Ah, uh, yeah, everyone did, and I think Stephen A. Smith is still counting them out. I don't think Stephen. He A. said that the game was rigged. I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm convinced that the Cowboys could win the Super Bowl, and Stephen A. Smith still wouldn't give the Cowboys credit. <laughs> if he wins, if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, I think he quits first take. I think he will quit. <laughs> I think he should just be thankful Skip Bayless is at FS1 now. Well, you got that Will Kane guy. He's a big um, Cowboys guy, and you got Max Kellerman. Everyone's going against Stephen A. Smith. And all the top teams we were just talking about are falling apart. The Texans lose. I'm not saying the Chiefs are falling apart, but they, they escaped. The Patriots, um, what? Wow. The Steelers. Oh the Rams lose. The top teams are falling apart as we speak. <laughs> What's going on? As as there's no consistency in the NFL anymore, really. I think the Ram- for the Rams especially, this was just an off week. It's at Chicago. It's in the cold. This is the worst game Sean McVay has had. I don't think they expected to the, the be like that. And, and, to be qu- and to be quite honest, I don't think that they're going to have another game like this. I think they will. I think if they meet up the Bears, it's going to be the same story. I think so. In, in Los Angeles? I think so in Los Angeles. I think I, so. I don't think so. At Chicago, which probably won't happen. It could. But And then the Patriots... I never count the Patriots out. Bill Belichick is still... I'm, the... cu- I'm counting them out on prevent now. I'll count them out on that kind of defense, that three-man deep or whatever it's called. Oh, that Madden three-man Madden, deep three with Gronk deep. and playing center field. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand that. Hey, you could say, I could have had Malcolm Butler. <laughs> Whoops, not on the team anymore. But yeah, these teams just need to find a consistent spot, especially with these last three weeks in left, I should say, playoffs. I mean... Chavani, we got three big weeks left in the NFL. A it's lot of a lot of teams are going to be clinching playoffs, divisions, first round buys. Yeah, uh, MLB. The White Sox are making moves as Bryce Harper now reports. Well, I shouldn't say he reports, but White Sox reporter reports. Bryce Harper is now warming up to the White Sox after having dinner. Of he is. After having dinner reportedly with the White Sox. I don't know who it was with, but all I know is I know Hans down there, Reinsdorf's down there, and Kopech just left Vegas yesterday. Um, Kopech has made it clear he will change his number for Bryce Harper. So for you Kopech jerseys, I'm sorry if Bryce Harper comes to the White Sox. But Rick Hahn, this make is, it happen. It's winter meetings and. The Chicago teams, as you're saying, in general, love winter meetings. This is where Rick Hahn shines, Jack. Yeah, and you're talking about Bryce Harper. They have given up on him and are now going to focus on Manny Machado. And the thing about the Yankees is that they can't offer Machado the full 300 mil. Do you think that's going to hurt the Yankees' chances? Of getting Bryce Harper? No, Manny Machado. Bryce, they said they're done with Harper. They that is sa- true, that is true. But do you think not giving Machado a max contract will hurt their chances of getting him? Absolutely. Manny Machado deserves a, ma- a max contract. And I if hate it- and I'm sorry, you can go, but I hate Manny Machado. <laughs> I don't like Manny Machado as a, as a player, or I love him as a player, but as a person either. But the White Sox need a player like that. They do. And there's also the Phillies. And, we, and the next thing is... 
Where does he go? Where does Bryce Harper go, Giovanni? Realistically, not, let's not show bias here. Let's be realistic. Realistically, I would say he probably has a better chance of going to the Phillies than I, the Chicago White I agree with you. I think the Phillies have made a more of an attempt after acquiring Gene, acquiring Gene Segura. I think they really show that they're in, in it all this year. It'll be nice to White Sox. I mean, both of them are going to probably offer the same amount of money because both of them have low payrolls. It's just going to be, where do you want to go? Sox or Phillies, what do you see better for you? And I feel like if you go to the Sox, his first year is just going to be like how it's been on the Nationals. But I feel like if he goes on the Phillies, that's a division win right there for them in my mind. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's tough for a White Sox man to say that, but I've said it since two months ago, honestly. It's the White Sox or Phillies, that's it. And now it's time for fact or fiction. We've had a lot of things, actually, that have happened this past week that we want to know about. Kyler Murray, after winning the Heisman Trophy, has said, I'm still going to play in the MLB. He is expected to get $8 million guaranteed. Eighth pick in the first round against um, with the Oakland Athletics, Giovanni. Do we see a Kyler Murray in the NFL? I think I see a team drafting Kyler Murray. Maybe in the third because... Well, he's, he's not entering the draft yet. But remember, but remember, they can draft him in about the third, fourth round and have his rights. That is a thing. I don't think he will. I think he's going to stick to baseball. I think he's made it clear that I remember, this quote was said: "Where can you see football players that have played 15 years or more? It's it's very it's rare, fine. especially the way he plays. And if he's guaranteed eight million right out of college, the go and he's already on the team, so it's not like he's like hoping on something. He's already on the Oakland A's top pick. The A's family already loves him." I mean, I think he's just going to stick with Oakland. I see no reason for him to leave at this point. We've seen, you know, dual sport athletes. Bo Jackson, one of the greatest athletes of all time. Deion Sanders, Tim, T- Tim Tebow. But, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I don't see him going to the NFL. I just want to say this, too. The people who actually believe that is only the specializing in only one sport in high school or at any level... It's no. No, that that's not a thing. He's taking he's a team to the he's taking a team to the he's won a Heisman. He's taking a team to the college football playoffs, and that's not even his major sport. All you gotta say. So yes, that mentality needs to go away. The Bulls will get a new coach before the All Star break. I hope. A fact, I hope they get a new coach. I mean, if you wanna watch Jersey Shore, yeah, what what should we call the Chicago Bulls? The um the windy lakefront show or something like that. I don't even know, man. It is like drama in that place. And this coach has not handled it perfectly at all. And I say you go in, you got to go in college and find a coach. I mean, yeah, Fred Hoiberg did not work out great. Bring back Phil Jackson. Bring him back. No. You don't, Jack, you don't want to <laughs> Bring that. Phil Jackson uh, back. Fact, the Bulls absolutely will get a new coach. This is an absolute disaster. We're going to touch on it later. But apparently, these players are making it sound... They, they use the term extreme tactics. My goodness, I just have to imagine. He's doing... Is he doing military training in these practices? That's what Nerd Aim did in their offseason. But this is in-season, Jack. I know. They, I don't understand what they're trying to do here. Big Ben got hurt against the Raiders. Joshua Dobbs, Tennessee quarterback, came in. Is it the end of the Big Ben Roethlisberger? I don't think it's unrealistic to think so, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's a fact. I think he's done. I think he's not capable enough of leading a team to the and a Super Bowl or if you want to be, you know, division. I mean, they're struggling right now. We see it. I don't think he's the quarterback they need. 
I think maybe this year they draft maybe my favorite quarterback in the draft class, Will Greer. I love to see oh, that. God. I love Will Greer, but I'd love to see the Steelers take him. I do feel like the end of Big Ben is coming. It sucked. It sucked to see that, Giovanni. I mean, Big Ben's been one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and to see it, one of those guys go down. I mean, it's just watching like Rogers retire or Brady retire, or I'll go to someone that's actually retired, Brett Favre Peyton or Peyton Manning. I mean. It's it stinks to see someone so great just you know go, but I mean, Father Time is just saying it's undefeated. It, yeah, you know what they say. The White Sox will spend the most money this off season. Facts. Uh, you know, I think really it's going to be Bryce Harper. That's it. I don't know because Bryce Harper's three hundred mil. I don't know who else they'll get. Um, I hope they do spend the most money because it shows the Sox are willing to win right now. I don't know if they are, though. I think the Phillies could be also a big spender. You know, I mean, the Sox have the second lowest payroll, and one of the lowest payroll teams are actually fighting for a player, you know. And Rick Constant, interesting quote to me. Oh, not to me, to um, Comcast. He said, you have free agents like this this year. You never can trust a player to go into free agency or big-time players like these. Like we said, Bryce Harper may be the greatest free agent of all time. He could be. That's... It's, re- it's debatable. That's bold. It's debatable. But like I'm saying, it's still bold. free agents like this don't come and go. That is true. So Rick Hahn said that. He said, yeah, we're going to be aggressive. I mean, you don't see these guys in the free agent, not like the NBA... You don't see these guys come out every day. I mean, look at Stan. He had that huge contract. I mean, I'm sure he's going to get an extension as well by the time I ended that. But the thing is, I think the Sox, I don't know if they will spend the most, but I hope they do. Amari Cooper was worth it. I mean, yes. that's a fact in general. How could he not be? Have you seen? I'm pretty sure the Cowboys have only lost once when they've had him. And yes. Is that all Amari Cooper? I think. No, but the offense clearly is as just taking a complete U-turn since since they got into Amari Cooper. I think it's night and day. I think last game against the Eagles really defined that he was worth it. Um, we never really seen. We only seen one big game was that Thanksgiving game against the Redskins. But I think this past week, the three touchdowns, touchdown overtime, I think it showed that Jerry Jones was right about something. He was right for once. People were saying a few weeks ago, is Dak Prescott really the guy? He's not. I don't think he is. But I really don't think Dak but Prescott I, is the guy. I think he's better because of Elliott. I think that's true. That's I, an argument. I don't like Dak Prescott. Will there be one undefeated team in college basketball? By, we'll go by the, by the end of regular season, entering March Madness. Uh, I think so far no team is absolutely unbeatable, so I'm going to go finish. UCF. <laughs> no, um, there's not. I think what we learned in the tournament last year after UMBC beat Virginia, anyone's beatable now. We're in the world of college basketball where it's so per- not un- unpredictable of what can happen. And it goes the same with uh, girls' college basketball as well, Notre Dame. They weren't expected to win any of those last two games. But I think we're in the world of college, ba- college sports where nothing is predictable anymore. Like, I mean, let's say, okay, uh, Duke loses to Yale. I mean, okay, we'd be surprised. I'm not going to get wrong. But it's, it's not like we're, like, freaking out about them. It's, we're, we've, March Madness has shown us any team is beatable in college basketball, in college sports in general, because college athletes are not consistent. 
Okay, but Jack, if Duke lost to Yale... <laughs> I wouldn't freak out. I mean, Yale was talked about a little bit. But, like, okay, I'll, I'll go to easy, better things. Syracuse over Duke. That's not ridiculous. Okay, yeah. Yale over Duke is... I know. I, I, re- I realize that. But I realize, you know, it, every team is beatable now in college basketball. And we saw it, the 16 over the 1. I, I might take a 16 over to 1 in my bracket this year. And now we go to the NBA, and the NBA is heating up. And one thing heating up is DeMarcus Cousins, as he is now with the Warriors G League team, as he's getting ready for his debut with the Golden State Warriors, Giovanni. Jack, do you remember the day that you read DeMarcus Cousins signed with the Warriors? Yeah, I do. And I said the one thing to my head. I'm not even joking. The Warriors just got worse. I'm serious. DeMarcus Cousins is one of the crappiest players I've ever seen in my life. Same with Draymond Green. You have two cheerleaders on one team. And you got Kevin Durant, who's a snake as well. Um, I don't think they're going to get better from this. I'm serious. I have to see how they play. I don't think the, the first few games he plays is going to matter. Obviously, they're going to go on some hot streak, and people are going to say, wow, look at the Warriors. They have. I mean, you could argue that last year... This starting five that they would have, it would be Curry, Thompson, Duran, Draymond Green, Boogie, Cousins at center. You could argue that's better than any than any combination of players in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, but I still don't think you have the three. But it's about the five players who play best. Team. You have the three girliest team girl, the three girliest basketball players on a basketball team: Durant, Draymond Green, and Demarcus oh, Cousins. Cold. All three of them probably lead the league in flagrants last year and getting kicked out of a basketball game. I mean, I don't think they're going to get better. I'm serious. I think there's going to be a lot of drama. Talk about drama and stuff, but the Warriors are going to have the second most drama. The first most drama is what we were talking about earlier. Chicago Bulls debated on showing up at practice. Wow. I've never heard of that. I just want to get this fact piece right now. In a professional sports league. The Bears have more wins than the Bulls. I just want to say that. Now, Javon, you can take your take on this. I just want to say the Bulls have less wins than the Chicago Bears. Realize... The Bulls play almost every day. The Bears play only one week, on one day a week. All right, Jack, a uh, little quick fact or fiction. The Bears will finish with more wins this year than the Chicago Bulls. I mean, that's fiction because the Bulls play 82 games. If the Bears played 82 games, then I'd take the Bears most definitely. But I don't know, Jack. The Bulls are pretty bad. I mean, we took the. I mean, if you go 16 games, I mean, the Bears won that. So, hey. But, oh. yeah, it, it's bad. Um. Yeah, frying Fred Hoiberg was the right move. Don't get me wrong, but this coach has Careful no... Careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, um, the front office are a bunch of... I don't know. I don't want, I'm not going to say that. I, 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 I can't stand those people in the front office. I can't stand the coach. I can't stand how this team is reacting. This team has a lot of talent. You have Wendell Carter Jr., one of the most promising centers in the league. Lori Markkinen, who was just an absolute bad man last year. Chris Dunn, who's hurt right now. Jabari Parker, who has played good. Zach Levine, who is having an MVP season. I mean, what is happening? I really don't know with the Chicago Bulls anymore. It is absolutely ridiculous how much this team has fallen off. Listen, I expect them to be awful this year. I did not think that players were... I thought they would make the playoffs signing Jabari Parker. Okay, that's a little bit absurd. But the Chicago Bulls have fallen off so much. Think about it, Jack. Players are debating showing up to practice. Have you ever heard of that in any professional sports league? I've never heard of that in my whole life. Not once. I've done that once in my LCYB practice. I debated on showing up to practice. 
that's not professional. But no, um, yeah, that's pretty crappy of the Bears, not the Bears, the Bulls. In general, you got to fix this. I don't know if it's counseling or couples, whatever, but you need to figure out what is happening. I mean, we're not even to All-Star break and people are debating on showing up to practice. And when Zach We're Le- not even close to the All-Star and break. And when Zach Levine is having an MVP in my mind season, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And Nuggets, who are actually one of the top teams in the West, I think just made one of the most interesting moves. Um, Nick Young is now a Denver Swaggy Nugget. P. Mile high. Nick Young now in the Nuggets. Uh, Giovanni, were you surprised to hear that? Jack, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. When you wrote Nick Young on the Nuggets <laughs> on the script that we have here, I didn't even know it was a thing until right now, <laughs> to be quite honest. The I, Nuggets, I think, can win a playoff series. I, oh, yes. Yes, they can. And more interesting NBA news. The Rockets are interested in, guess who? Just guess one person they're interested in. Um, I actually have no idea, but I did hear the Lakers are interested in, in uh, Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza, that. That's, that's the Rockets it. are interested in J.R. Smith. It, it gets worse. We're the Rockets. I want you to, I want everyone to think about this. We haven't discussed this on the show. A professional NBA player didn't know the score. It is his job. He gets paid millions of dollars to know the I score. Think he, knows, he didn't know the score. I think he knows all the tattoos on his body more than that. I mean, he has a lot of tattoos. But, yeah, um, you're talking about the Lakers. Big win last night in my mind. LeBron and Wade's probably final meeting together. That's sad to see. I, Lakers are heating up. They're heating up. And I think they're going to get dangerous by as time goes. And, Giovanni, you, you put this on the script, and I kind of got off guard by this. You have some soccer news you want to talk about on um, I actually do want to say one thing. You know, you guys, Atlanta won the MLS Cup. Congratulations to them. That's the first championship in Atlanta in a long time. Funny to see a soccer team win it before the football team. But Forget that. I mean, Atlanta. Yeah, is- yeah that, uh, I want to, you know, I watched the game a little bit. That is one of the greatest atmospheres of soccer I've seen in a long time. In the U.S. And it is great to see the sport growing so much here in the U.S. But it looks like you have UCL. Looks like uh, Champions League t- Tuesday and Wednesday, or today and tomorrow. It's going to be the last uh, group stage game in, in Champions League. Uh, the big storyline right now is Group C: Napoli, Napoli, PSG, Liverpool, and I'm going to butcher this other team's name. They they're out. So I'm a big really, PSG guy. So it really doesn't matter. But Liverpool have to play against. Liverpool have to play against Napoli today. Napoli today? Wow, I can't say that name. And that's going to be big because there's a good chance that PSG or Liverpool do not advance. I and think, I don't even want to imagine if PSG do not advance. I think they do. Uh, you know, PSG has Neymar and I can't even say the dude's last name. Meg, I can't. How do you say his last name? Uh, what are you trying to say? Magpe or something like that. Mbappe. Mbappe. <laughs> Wow. Those two are studs. I mean, I don't watch soccer that much. I did watch the FIFA World Cup, and I do watch some soccer. But those guys are studs, and I feel like if you have two of those, two of those guys in the soccer team, I think those are, it's just hard to stop them. It absolutely is. And I just want to say this. If PSG do not advance today, I'll be, is, I'll be a little sad. such a disaster. PSG have spent over a billion dollars in attacking players in euros. You know, that, sound, that sounds like the, um, the Yankees almost. Spend all that money, you can't win a championship. Neymar, Mbappe, Edison Cavani. That's almost like that. I mean, almost is like the Yankees. Chapman, Judge, Stanton. 
Who else? They signed Buffoon. Um, Gary Sanchez. Buffon. Yeah. Um, so once again, if you guys didn't hear last week, we are doing a new segment called the Double J List. Last week we did the top five candidates for NL MVPs. This week, with three weeks left in the NFL, we're doing, in order, the top five NFL teams. And Giovanni, take it away with your top five NFL teams in order. So start with number six. Or five. My bad. I can't count. Start with number five. No, number five. You know what? I'm going to put the San Diego. Er, wow. San Diego Chargers. The LA Chargers there. The, the Chargers? Wow. Making those Chargers fans feel bad, Giovanni. You know what? I heard Colin <laughs> Coward say this the other day. If the Chargers win the Super Bowl, where are they going to hold the parade? Los LA? Angeles? No one. No, have you seen? Go the, back to San Diego at the Coliseum. San Diego hates them. <laughs> Go back to the Coliseum. L.A. resents them. Well, they still have a new stadium being built. Number four, I'm gonna go with Kansas City. Really? Number four? Number four. Wow, that, that's a shock. Kansas City? Okay. Oh. I get. They're at the top of the NF, of the AFC. They're they. Probably are going to have home field advantage. A little shocked by that one, but okay. Throughout the playoffs. But the reason I put them below New England, yes, New England's in my top three. And yes, I know New England just lost to the Miami Dolphins. But Kansas City, I, I need this. Andy Reid, throughout the years, has just been shocking. Remember when they were up 38-10 to 10 against the Colts a couple years ago? Remember and that? Remember, remember, when remember they that choking? Titans game? Oh. The wild card? Derrick Henry literally made them, yeah. Now, yes, Patrick Mahomes is better than Alex Smith. Oh, gosh, by, like, 200%. And I will say this. If they do have to play New England at home, I would, I would at, take Kansas City. At Arrowhead City. or at um, Foxborough? Whatever. At Arrowhead? If they have to play oh, New at Arrowhead, if yeah. If they get New England at Arrowhead, I do believe they can win so that game. So the Patriots are but three? my question would be if, if Kansas City can get to that game. So the Patriots are three? The P- New England Patriots are at number three. I never count this team out. So who's two? Number two is the Rams. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. The Rams, I don't... I'm not, I don't take much out of the Chicago game. It's the worst. Listen, I do not take one week out of the entire season. They were, I think they were averaging around 30 points a game. They have never scored, I think, under 20 until this week. I don't buy that this week is the buy-all, end-all of this season. I think the Rams will be fine. And number one, the New Orleans Saints because... Yeah. The only loss, let's see, their losses are to the Buccaneers. That was the beginning of the year. The Saints have one loss. Oh, wait, no, they have two. Yeah, the Buccaneers. And then, and then they lost to the Cowboys on Thursday night a couple weeks ago. I think the Buccaneers was at home, too, at New Orleans. No, okay, I'll go. Number five, I go with the L.A. Chargers. Um, they really impressed me in that Chargers game. Number four, uh, I got to go with the L.A. Rams. They did not look good last week. I feel like the young might kill them, but I did not like what I saw. Number three. If you beat them, you're better. Chicago Bears are my number three team. If you beat them, you're better. And I got to take them over the Rams. I feel like the Bears are one of the hottest teams going in right now. Yes, they lost to the Giants. Chase Daniel is that quarterback. If you play the Bears at Soldier Field, and I know you can't just say at Soldier Field, this defense is the best in the NFL. When you have the best defense in the NFL, anything's possible. I mean, you have guys picking the ball left and right. You've got Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller, Roquan Smith. Congrats to you, man. Last person to do that was Brian Urlacher in the rookie year to get a pick at middle linebacker. Congrats, man. And you got Prince of Makamara, who I thought was, like, old yesterday, but I found he's only 29. Number two, I got to go with the Chiefs. Um, I felt like last week against the Ravens, one of the best defenses in the NFL, Lamar Jackson, really that hot, you know, spurt for the offense. 
and them coming back and winning. I know Mahomes almost choked with that fumble in overtime, but I feel like, you know, them at number two is fitting. I mean, only losses are two, the Patriots and the Rams. Stuff. Number one is the Saints. Um, Drew Brees, MVP in my mind this year. Alvin Kamara, probably the top five quickest running backs in the NFL right now. Mark Ingram is a great backup. My, Michael Thomas is one of the best receivers in the league. Underrated, in my opinion. And you've got a lot of and – and Drew Brees uses a lot of other receivers as well that you don't even know. Don't forget, they signed Des Bryant. Brandon Marshall, I thought they signed him. I don't know where he is. Um, Traquan Smith, I'm I pretty sure he is hurt. I he only got a workout. Cam Meredith, who was an old bear, got hurt. So I go number one Saints, number two Chiefs, number three Bears, number four Rams, and I got to take the Chargers at five. Um, this this week is the week we're going to see it. Chargers and Chiefs. Winner takes the well, Thursday night football. I shouldn't say yeah. About time there's a good game on Thursday night. Um, I shouldn't say takes the division, but I'm, I'm certainly sure if whoever wins this game is going to win a division for the Chargers and Chiefs. I think so. I think that's. I think that's realistic. I think that's fair to say. It's where's it at? L.A. Is it? I think it's at L.A. this week. Cause I, yeah, I, I don't even know. I get lost on my week since. To uh, answer your question is actually at Arrowhead. Oh Jesus! Good luck, Chargers. I will give you the best of luck. I hope the Chargers do win. You know, they're and they're the most complete football team, offense and defensively. That's Ke- definitely a strong argument. Philip Rivers is playing like an MVP. I shouldn't say MVP, but one of his best years. Keenan Allen is a great receiver. You got Melvin Gordon. Austin Eckler's not bad either. Then we go on the defensive side. Ingram. Ooh. Bosa is a – I love Bosa. I think they're the most complete football team. But what I've seen in football is the most complete football team never wins, really. This is true. Georgia, they were, they're the most complete football team in college football. I will make that. But they lost to – If I were, if I were saying three complete football teams in order, I'd go Georgia, Notre Dame, and Alabama. Or Clemson, actually. So – you know, being a complete football team for some reason doesn't work out for you. It's I, I don't know, dude. Football is weird this year. I can't believe Jack said Notre Dame. Yeah, they're number two in the most complete teams. Oh, I can't wait. Um, next week will be our last podcast of the 2018 year. Um, we'll be on break for about two weeks, and we're gonna have a lot to talk about when we come back. Next time we come back, we're gonna know the national champions. Um, the playoffs will be figured out. Who knows? Bryce Harper could be signed. Or Manny yes, Machado. I was about to say that. Who knows what's going on in the NBA. But always follow us on Twitter at Double J Podcast to get all of alerts of our podcast. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Anchor. Go give all these platforms a look and listen to our podcast. Come on, guys. We know you like sports, and if you like sports, you will enjoy this podcast. And like we always say, if you have a take, come on the show. And if you have a question, if you cannot make it, just ask us. We do fan questions. We haven't got them lately. Our first, our second show, I should say, we had three fan questions. So come on, guys. I know you got some questions for us. I know you guys want to hear what we got to say. We know you would disagree with us on almost probably everything. So I'm sure there's people who yeah, disagree you dis- on basically everything. If you disagree with us, let us know. Come on the show. We'll have an argument. We need some argument. We want some boiling hot I'm sure people beef. are sick of hearing our voices. We want some beef on this show. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Double J Podcast, presented by Lake Central Media.